This is Spin Control, Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of Spin Control. Of course, this is your host, Shiloh, and I'm happy to have you here joining me again. Uh, First off, I want to start by saying I'm really excited that we have hit a few podcast milestones. It's my podcast month anniversary. I survived a whole month of recording regularly. I'm pretty proud. I hope you're pretty proud of me. Also, I've had just over 400 downloads per episode, which is pretty cool. My husband and one of my friends had joked with me that they were downloading each episode multiple times to make my numbers look better, but I highly doubt that they spent enough time to download each episode 200 times a piece just to make me feel good and think I had listeners. So thanks to all of you who've been out there downloading and listening. That makes me happy. Also, I was pretty pleased to find out today that we have 50 members of the Ravelry group. And I thought I should warn you, I've totally been rav-stocking each one of you, checking out your projects page. I noticed we have a lot of lace knitters and some sock knitters and a pretty diverse group out there, which makes me very happy. Thank you all again for downloading and listening to me each week, and I hope we can keep this going. Maybe I'll actually hit double digits. That'd be pretty awesome. Speaking of the group listeners, one of the listeners from the group was chatting with me a little bit about my 101 list. I believe it was Jasmine from the Knitmore Girls talked about having a 101 list, and that is a list of 101 goals to accomplish in 1,001 days. So I figured this year I would do that instead of trying to set any sort of New Year's resolution. So I made a list of 101 things that I want to get accomplished in the next 1,001 days. And I've slowly but surely been chipping away at that. And I was curious whether or not any of you would be interested in hearing bits and pieces of the progress that I've been making on the list. I kind of used this front part of the podcast for little personal updates on what's been going on. And if you are interested, I have no problem squeezing some of that stuff right here in the front in the Spin Control intro. For a little bit of example, some of the stuff I've managed to hash off the list so far, I tried color work knitting, I've sorted through things that I'll never use and gotten rid of them, and I have managed to successfully train my dogs at some basic obedience. Of course, with our oldest dog, basic obedience is sit. We think he's mostly deaf, so he hears a command in the command voice, and he sits. That's it. But he's a good dog, so we'll get over that. So, thanks again for tuning in. I've got a lot of good stuff for you, and it's time to get things started. This week in Spin a Tale, I don't have any fantastical stories for you, but I thought I'd give you a little recap on how my Mother's Day went. I failed to wish you all a happy Mother's Day for those of you who celebrated it last Sunday. So happy belated Mother's Day to all of our moms out there. And for my Mother's Day, 
It was more of like a mother's week. It started off with the Pearl Jam concert and pretty much continued throughout the week. The only thing I actually asked for was to sleep in on Mother's Day. I'm up every morning early. I get up at 4.45 a.m. for work and on the weekends, because the dogs are trained and they get up with me at 4.45 a.m., they let me sleep in till 5.45 or 6.30 on weekends. So, on Mother's Day, I asked my husband if he would gladly get up with the dogs for me on Sunday and let me sleep in till I felt like getting out of bed. So, our Yorkshire Terrier hopped on my shoulder at about 5.45 in the morning on Sunday. I swiftly leaned over, smacked my husband so he would wake up, and he escorted the dogs out of the room and let me sleep until 9 a.m., which was fantastic. And then he took me out to breakfast with my girls, and I just spent a pleasant, nice, quiet Mother's Day hanging out with my kids. It was fantastic. So I know that's not much of a story, but what I wanted to do was tack on the end the greatest present that I received. Sleeping in was awesome, but I got a handwritten letter from my eight-year-old, and I'd like to read that to you today. She says, Dear Mom, do you know how special you are to me? Well, you are very special to me. You are special because you are loving. Take me places and make me stuff. I love you. You are loving. You always tell me you love me. You cuddle me when I am sad. I love it when you cuddle me. You always give me kisses. I love it when you kiss me. You always take me places. You take me to the mall. You also take me to the store. You take me to Monkey Joe's. I love you. You always make me things. You made me a blanket. You made me a toy. You knit me a baby blanket replacement. You made me a turtle. You made me a tank top. In conclusion, I have three reasons why I love you. You are loving, you take me places, and you make me things. I love you so much. Happy Mother's Day. Love, Zoe K. So that was the sweetest little treat that I could have ever gotten for Mother's Day, and it really, really wrapped up the entire week's worth of celebrations into one little letter that really helped me understand why they appreciate me. And that's all I've got for Spin a Tale. This week in Spinning My Wheels, I wanted you all to know that I have not yet regained my sewing mojo from, you know, that event that we're not really talking about anymore. I have a handful of little bags in the works, but they're moving very, very slowly. My craft room, as well, has not recovered. It is a filthy, filthy, filthy mess. Okay, it's not really a craft room. I want to share with you a little bit about where I actually do the majority of my sewing and where I store all of my stuff, you know, my stash and all that good stuff. I'm not used to a house this size. Normally, with the exception of this house, we have always lived in a four-bedroom home. So that fourth bedroom was kind of a office slash craft room slash stash storage. And we don't have that. This is a three-bedroom home, but the master suite, if you will, is gigantic. I believe the bedroom itself is like 17 by 25. And then, opposite of that, there's a 17 by 25 space that is split in two. One half is the master bath, and off the master bath is the master walk-in closet, which is humongous. So on the two side walls of the closet, we have all of our clothes and shoes and wonderful things. I love shoes, by the way. I have tons and tons and tons of pairs, almost as much as yarn. 
but the entire back wall of the master bedroom closet. I have had Alpha shelves installed and it's actually two full desks side by side and then one half of the back wall is all shelving. So the side without shelving, that's where my sewing machine is set up and I've got drawers where I keep, you know, my scissors and extra stuff and thread and all that good garbage that I might need at an arm's reach for sewing. And then the other side, you can't use the desk at all because underneath the desk I have my yarn stash stored in Rubbermaid boxes and they all stack neatly on top of each other and they're clear and you can see right in there normally. Right now the double size Rubbermaid clear bin that I have that stores sock yarn is overflowing. I started knitting socks. I love you the socks and I couldn't stop myself from buying all this sock yarn. I wanted to like try everything. I know I haven't purchased everything but I really wanted to try everything and conveniently one of our local yarn shops was split between a quilting shop and a yarn shop and they decided that they were going to stop carrying yarn. So all of their yarn went on 40% off sale and then it went a little bit more on sale. So I pretty much snatched up all the sock yarn that they had and I've been buying bits and pieces from here and there, from Webbs, um, from Kirkwood Knittery in St. Louis. They just the other day, well, <clears throat> not really the other day. That's just the other day in man speak, which means it was any time from like two days ago to like six years ago. It was actually like six months ago, but I had decided to stop buying sock yarn, but then they had this fantastic, adorable Tweety sock yarn that had just come in in these gorgeous colors. So I swooped some of that up and I actually have no idea what the name of that is off the top of my head. But that's my craft area, and it is a complete disaster area. I've got, like, cut threads all over the place, pins from the bags laying all over the place. You know, you can't walk in there without shoes for fear of stabbing yourself. But I haven't really had the motivation to clean up the craft area, which means I haven't really had the motivation to do any sewing because that space is full of yuck. So very shortly, hopefully this weekend, I'll be going through the craft area, and the closet, making it all neat and tidy again so I can enjoy the space. In spinning, I finished spinning the Diabolical Superwash Merino that I was working on, and now it's just waiting to be plied. Uh, most likely I'll finish that up this weekend, hopefully. That was the project I was working on as my first project on the Wooly Winder. I divided the fiber into three equal parts, about an ounce and a third in each section, and spun each section on its own bobbin for plying purposes. Two of the sections were on the Wooly Winder bobbin and one was on regular. And it seems, for whatever reason, that I'm able to spin on the regular bobbin quite a bit thinner than I am on the Wooly Winder bobbin. And really, that just likely means that I need more practice on the Wooly Winder. So now I have an excuse to spin more. And that's really all I've got going on the spinning tip in knitting. I've just been plugging away on those same old projects. I've got three pair of socks on the needles and the world's most boring yet awesome cowl. And of course still hubby's cobblestone is still marinating and he's probably going to kill me if I don't get it done by the time winter hits next year. So I should probably start working on that, but I haven't. I haven't done a single stitch on it since I put it down to focus on, you know, that event. I still haven't decided what sweater I want to knit for myself. 
Um, thanks so much to SD Mags for suggesting the featherweight cardigan. I'll link that in the show notes for a first sweater to try. It's really cute. It made my list of garments to consider, but the pattern is written for lace weight and I kind of wanted to use some yarn from my stash and I don't have any lace weight because I'm kind of afraid of it, but it made the list nonetheless and I'll keep looking. Uh, what I really need to do is go in and look at other people's projects to see if somebody's already done some mods for a heavier weight yarn because I definitely don't have anything light light in my stash. So if you could keep those suggestions coming, I'd greatly appreciate it. Of course, that's just one more thing to keep me distracted from finishing those other projects that are looming. And that's what I have in spinning my wheels. All right, for episode six, I am all spun up about swaps. And the way I feel about swaps right now is swaps, schmops, who needs them, who wants them. I'm sure there are some wonderful swaps out there, but I have not had a wonderful time with my first one. And I thought I'd share that with you. You know who I am. These crazy things just keep happening to me. So we've talked about it in the past. I don't really like change. I don't really like to try new things because I'm afraid I'll be disappointed. For example, when I go out to restaurants that I've been to before, I eat the same thing every time we go there because I know that I will like it. If they're out of it and I try something new, I'm usually not as happy with it as I would have been with my original selection. I eat the same sandwich for lunch every day at work because that's what I like and I don't want to change and I don't want to try new things. I'm kind of a pessimist that way. So, well, I do try some new things, like I've been called an adventurous knitter because I'm not really afraid to try new knitting techniques, but then again, they're just knitting. So I'm not really trying a new thing. I'm just doing my same old thing in a new way. But I decided as a relatively new knitter that it was about time I tried a swap. So I searched around and I found a swap that seemed relatively simple that I wouldn't have to you know, bang my head against the wall to try to figure out what I was going to send to my swap buddy. You know, it was a nice small swap that like didn't last for 12 months or anything like that. You know, it was a one-time deal and I'd try it out to see how it would go. So first and foremost, the person whose name I received to send stuff to, to spoil rotten, had the slimmest profile I've ever seen on Ravelry. Like one project that had no details and no picture. She was only a member of four groups and she didn't even fill out like her profile details and she failed to fill out the swap questionnaire so after sending a couple emails it was supposed to be an anonymous swap but i had to ruin that because i wanted to you know get a little bit of details from her about you know the basics the swap was to include among other things yarn and a food item now sending food to other people is pretty tricky one what about allergies and things like that, special diets and, you know, all that good garbage? So I really, really wanted to know whether or not there were any limitations on what I could send. It took about three and a half weeks of attempting to contact her to get those details for her to send it. And of course, the day she sends it is the day that I'm going to put her package in the mail because I'd just given up on getting the information. I said, you know what? She's going to get stuff that I would like. So I'm going to put together a package that I would love to receive and send it to her and see what happens. But of course, she's allergic to caffeine and chocolate and she has a least favorite color. She doesn't have any favorite colors listed. 
just a least favorite. And of course, that least favorite color is the one color I picked for the yarn I was going to send her. So, cut open the box, pull out the things that she can't have, repurchase, pack the box again, and send it off. All's well that ends well, right? Well, not so much. The swap deadline was actually more than 10 days ago. And my swap buddy still has not managed to get anything sent off to me. Now, I still have my fingers crossed, because occasionally I can be optimistic, that once I receive my package, it will be awesome. And I will love everything that's in it. But I just keep getting these little anonymous notes from her about how she's delayed, and delayed again, and delayed again. So, at least she bothered, after being about six days already over the deadline, to call, or not call, she didn't call me, that'd be creepy, um, to send me a little note to let me know she was delayed and when she expected to get it in the mail. But then she sent me a second note to let me know that she wouldn't be able to get it in the mail the first anticipated day. She'd have to push it back later in the week. So hopefully my package is in transit and will arrive on my doorstep tomorrow. Hopefully. I was kind of wanting to be able to open my package today and tell you all about the wonderful things I received. But that didn't happen. And since I had already had the swap written into my show notes, I decided to talk about it anyway. So, that's what's got me all spun up. I don't think I'll be swapping again anytime soon. I hope that you have had wonderful experiences swapping. And if you want to share those, feel free to post your awesome experiences on the board. This week, I don't have anything to put my spin on. Primarily because my mojo is still missing, there really isn't anything new that I've been able to put my hands on. I'm still working on those tired old projects. Hopefully, by next week, I'll have a new magazine or something in my hands, and I'll give you something to talk about in that respect. So we'll move right on into spinning off. This week, for my final thoughts, I just wanted to share with you that I totally love the knitting, crocheting, and fiber craft community. I'm still on my high from Maryland Sheep and Wool, and it's just so nice to spend time with people that you share something in common with. And I'm a little sad because this week I had to miss knit night, which is something I don't normally do. I'm usually one of the way, way, way regulars, and I'm almost always there. And I love my knit group. This, we have such a fantastic group of women from such a wide variety of backgrounds and interest levels and ages and careers that it's, they're just fantastic. It's one of the high points of my week. Every week, no matter what's going on, I can go and sit around that table at the local bread company or Panera Bread, depending on what part of the country you're from, and just chit chat, have my dinner. I don't usually get much knitting done. I usually actually end up just setting my knitting down on the table in front of me and sitting back in my seat and just talking to everybody because they're like some of my favorite people in the world. We all have that one thing, you know, that binds us together and I like people a lot and they're fantastic and the mix just makes me so happy to see that all of us can get along really, really well and that we enjoy each other's company enough that we keep coming back for more. So that's my final thought for this week. I love knitters and my knit group. And they're fantastic. Well, thanks again for listening. Of course, I'll tie off this episode with a song. And you know what? Maybe one day I'll actually pick the song 
before I sit down to edit so I can tell you what it's going to be and who it's by before I actually close out the episode. I've yet to do that. I actually have a little note on my show notes, on my little handwritten notes that says, pick a song. But it's 9.45 at night and I'm running out of time. So I'm not going to run back to my laptop now and pick a song. I'll do that Saturday morning before I post this online. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you guys enjoy the episode and catch me again for the next episode, because I know that I will be here. As always, check out the show notes at spincontrolpodcast.com. Feel free to email me at a joyfulgirlknits at gmail.com. Ravstock me on Ravelry as a joyful girl, and you can follow me on Twitter as a joyful girl maid. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Got nothing to give, you don't wanna buy to buy yourself.